Hello and welcome back. It's been another week in education. Um, and for the most part, I would say it was pretty good. It had a slight annoyance here and there. But on the grand scheme of things, things worked out well. Um, and, and a conversation I did have that framed kind of the week for me is um, I have a, a friend of mine who's been long-term subbing at one of our intermediate schools. And over the course of that, they were actually offered uh, the opportunity to maybe do um, do that full-time uh, and maybe even go through the emergency certification process, which that's a conversation for a different day. But what was making them consider it is they were getting to know the students and basically sent a message to my wife and I uh, during the week and said, like, this this teaching thing is like feeding my soul. And I immediately knew what they meant by that. Um, and we got to talk with uh, her and her husband later in the week and kind of see, talk about the idea of what it would be like realistically if you did this full time and not just like the cool um, substitute teacher that didn't have to take things seriously. But it got me thinking about that too. It's like, how how has my soul been fed? And I'll be honest, I was also thinking of uh, a quote, a tweet by a guy named Weston Kieschnick, who he and his wife um, have run the podcast Teaching Keating. And uh, they have a couple books, Bold School and, oh no, I'm sorry, Molly and Weston, I just forgot the other ones. You can find them on Amazon, I promise, worth a read. But the, the tweet was, um, I teach, you know, students, humans, teenagers, not content. I think the tweet was, I teach kids, not content. And I completely agree with that. I've thought about that through the years with my uh, old buddy in Putnam City. We were uh, we talked about that. It's like we teach kids, we teach humans, not content. And you know, we used to say like we're teaching teenagers, and if we can get some geography in along the way, then so be it. And I've always taken that mindset with me. And I had some examples of that this week because I, I think I've said it before, and maybe I'm just getting old, and I think I'm repeating myself, but. Some of our students, they don't need the lesson that we had planned for that day. They don't need another grammar lesson. They don't need uh, an algebra formulaic lesson. They don't need um, the Renaissance or the Reformation, which is what we've been talking about in class. They need more social, emotional things. And um, I was thinking of that and uh, just a couple of students. I had one student this week that was getting some very questionable <laughs> advice from supposed friends on how to let someone, another student in a different class, know that they kind of like them and that maybe they wanted to get to know them. And um, thankfully, I got to talk with them a couple of times towards the end of the week about, yeah, this is not good. And I, and like, who are these people who are giving you this advice? And no offense, but how? What's their longest relationship? You know, has it been measured in weeks and months? And are they your friends or are they just using you for entertainment as they're like, hey, say this to the person or, ooh, write this note and say this and give it to them. And thankfully, I was able to have a conversation with this student about um, just talk with them. Don't send these awkward notes because uh, I feel like these are people who are advising this. These are people who are not looking out for you. They're they're using you as a source of entertainment. And sadly, that happens in school. Sadly, that happens in life. You know, that difference between laughing with you versus laughing at you. And that was an example of, like, connection 
that I thought was great for the week. Um, I had another student, they participate in an activity on the campus, and it's one that doesn't always get the attention it maybe deserves, and even got said. And it was just like, yeah, you know, we, we support these other groups, but they, we don't always get the support in return. And I don't know, I was like, that was right. So I made them one of those, like, cheer-style take-state signs. I was like, you go hang that up in your... Um, in your, your space for your group, because you're right, you deserve the attention too. And and also it's just, I'm looking forward to talking with them to see how things went this weekend. And, and also just the fact that just because you don't get the recognition from others doesn't mean it wasn't a worthy endeavor. Um, and sometimes you don't get told that, that. Did you find enjoyment in it? Did it, did it help you? Did you feel good about it? Then the recognition sadly doesn't come sometimes, but that's fine. Um, I had a, a student who, uh, I'll be honest, I have some students that are a little talkative. Some of them struggle to control themselves and be a little distracting, and others will complain about them. But sometimes the others are the reason for the distraction. And I like, hey, come here real quick. You can't, you can't complain about that student when you are causing the distraction. And before I could even finish it, it was like, because I'm enabling them, Mr. Farnham. And I was like, oh, wait, 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 yes, I thought this was going to be a conversation. But once again, like I've mentioned previously, I'm impressed with this year's sophomores. There was no argument. There was no like complaint. It was just, oh, I see it. And sometimes we just need that. We just, we already have the knowledge. We just need to be reminded and go, oh, that thing I know, what I should be doing, I see it now. I know what's going on. Oops. And a redirect. Um, I had the classic, uh, two stories, it's classics for the classroom as, as I wrap up here. But one was, you know, uh, they're not into a class or a subject. And, and it was basically, uh, sorry, Mr. Farnham, you got the dumb one this year. My, my sibling was the smart one, um, the older sibling. And it was just like, well, one, that's just necessarily not true. You don't know what your older sibling was like in class, even if they did get the A's and B's. Like sometimes A and B students can be buttheads. Um, but I had to explain to this this person that like getting a grade on a random topic test in world history doesn't imply smart, um, because m maybe you just weren't aren't into history. Maybe you aren't um, into the subject, or maybe more often than not. It's a test-taking skills situation, which is the conversation I've been having recently. It's We looked at their most recent test with some of these students and had a conversation. I'm like, why did you get it wrong? Is it because you didn't do your study guide? Is it so you didn't have anything to study? Or you did do your study guide, or you copied it from a friend, um, and you just didn't look it over before the test? Or did you get your information sort of um, mixed up? So maybe we could do flashcards in the future for some information that is very similar to help you differentiate between them. But more than anything, it's a skill. It's a skill that can be learned. It's not genetic um, that you are determined to not be good at a subject. It's not genetic that you're not good at taking tests, which is the thing I've heard for a while now. It's just, I'm just not good at, you know, insert the issue. And so it was a good conversation with this student about, no, this is a skill you can learn. They also happen to be an athlete. And it's like, 
you weren't always good at this athletic thing you did, right? But you've learned. You've learned where to put your feet. You've learned where to move or not move. You've, you've learned the skill. It's the same for anything else. So sometimes I'm a little more crude and I say, you know, you used to crawl and poop your pants, but look at you now. You're walking and talking and, and going to the bathroom. It's like, it's just a skill. You have to learn and take the time. And ooh, the other classic is, you know, you get class started, you're getting things, having an opening conversation. It's kind of fun. And then you get down to the nitty gritty of doing something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's fine. I need to go to the bathroom. And uh, I will never deny a student to do that because like, even if I think they're kind of bluffing, lying even, because I don't want to be on the news, but you know, for you newbies out there, this is what I do sometimes. I say, sure, just finish reading that thing I asked you to read. Or sure, just you know, finish that conversation with your group that I asked you to have, or that summary with your group I asked you to have. And um, what happened this time was the student was like, well, you can't, you can't let me go. And it's like, I, I don't want to keep you from going. I just, just read this thing real quick and then go. It's like, but I can't focus. And, or uh, what was it? No, it was, um, it's illegal to keep me. And I, I said, sure, that's true. You can walk out if you want. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to keep you. I just asked you to finish this thing real quick and then go. Um, and, and I'm not trying to keep you. But I mean, sure, if you want, you can walk out. But I will have to fill out some paperwork to let the principals know that you weren't where you were supposed to be. And at that point, I was like, so there you go. Pointed towards the door. And they were kind of like, are you trying to be funny? And I was like, no, you made a threat. Either follow through with it or stop distracting our class. To which... They went and read and eventually went to the bathroom. But there's something for you, um, young teachers, is how do you, how do you, you know, let, let them make their decisions and you just document it as you go. But all of this, to me, were examples of students who didn't need my history content that day, in that moment. They needed social, emotional help of sometimes you got work to do and trying to avoid it is not the greatest. And um, try, even if you have a convenient excuse, it's not going to help you in the long run because now you've missed out on what you need for the grade that you say you want on the test next week. Or um, you're not bad at this. You just don't have the skills. Or you're contributing to your own problems of distraction. Or Maybe you're not getting the recognition you think you deserve, but you still can find joy in what's going on. And also, sometimes friends aren't the best in giving life advice when they've only lived as long as you have. Um, and so that, as I was thinking of my friend and how it feeds their soul, I agree. And I was talking with a, a teacher down the hall. It's the same thing. It's like sometimes... That's what they need. And to me, that's something that doesn't show up in the data. It doesn't show up in any fancy um, test data recording apps. Because that is a fuller picture of what I do each day, each week with my classes. And then I go home tired, but I go home fed deep down to my soul. And that...
is why I keep coming back to have those conversations, to have those moments, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Hopefully, you've experienced the same, or maybe at least be on the lookout for the opportunity. As always, have a day.